Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I'm Anna David, and I interview actors, writers, musicians, and other creatives about addiction, recovery, and sharing their dark to find their light. Well, I think that all my heroes were drug addicts. This podcast features both the interviews and the stories. The interviews often share the dark. The stories often share the light. Oh, yes. I had eight butt cakes while watching 35 forensic files, but I did not drink. Are you a light hustler? Keep listening to find out. And I was like, really? Like, that's you? That's that's it? That's what I am? I'm just bad at being uncomfortable? So simple, and it also makes me feel like it's such a dick. What's up? Anna David here. Welcome to Light Hustler, podcast all about sharing your dark, you know, to find your light. It's interviews, it's stories, it's live stories. It's me making my mission out there to help release shame around those things we are not supposed to be talking about and helping other people find their light, light in the spiritual sense, in the haha sense, whatever sense makes sense. And this is one of those episodes from my live storytelling show. And um, as the year gets underway, I'm going to tell you one of the things I'm really excited about is we are kicking into high gear light hustle publishing. And what is that? It's a publishing company where we take industry leaders and we make them even bigger, badder ass industry leaders by uh, writing, editing and publishing and promoting a book for them. And we've been really lucky and, and really successful at it. And so if you're somebody who thinks you may be interested in growing your career, uh, writing a book, it doesn't have to be a book where you're sharing your dark to find your light, but hey, why not? Um, definitely reach out to me. You can reach me at Anna at Light Hustle Publishing, not Hustler, Light Hustle Publishing. Also, check out the site at lighthustlepublishing.com. You can also take the quiz to see, hey, am I somebody who should be doing this? I don't know. Let me take the quiz. I'm going to go to industryleaderquiz.com and find the F out. And enough about that. Um, I am now going to introduce you to your um, amazing storyteller. (laughs) Her name's Anna David. She's talked enough. Here you go. And now I would like to introduce one of my dear friends and my dog's favorite person in the world, Anna David. She is a New York Times best-selling writer. She is a journalist. She's been a TV talking head and a coach. She is the creator of this show, and she is the CEO of Light Hustler, and may I say one of the prettiest girls I know, Anna David. Uh, please give it up for Debbie Hall. 
and Melanie Vesey and Kane Holloway. Yeah? Um, okay, so, so, now there are benefits of sobriety that Bill W. could never have known in the 1930s in fucking Akron, particularly if you got sober in the late, in the early 2000s in Hollywood. Now, I learned one of these, um, I was like two years sober, and I was sitting um, at coffee after a meeting, and uh, the biggest movie star in the world walked in. And he knew this guy that we were sitting with, and we all knew he was sober because he'd had like scandal after scandal, bless you. And, um, and so we did, like what do you do when the biggest movie star in the world walks in and sits down with you? You pretend you have no idea who he is, right? <laughs> this is fucking LA. You can't, you can't, you're like totally close. So you're just like, yeah, what's up? Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's your name? Huh. And, um, and, um, so, so we all start talking and, and I'm acting like this is totally normal. And like, my acting is like, as good as his like early work. Like, I completely seem like I don't know who he is. And so then, after like an hour, a while. He's like, hey, he, so it's me, my, my girlfriend, and this guy. And he's like, hey, do you guys want to go um, lie out by the standard? We were right next door to the standard hotel. Do you want to go lie out by the standard and um, acting like this was totally normal? You know, we're like, yeah, we'll just like run home, get our bathing suits. And then we're like, oh my fucking God, you know? And, um, and so we do that. We go, we get our bathing suits, and we hang out with this, with the biggest movie star in the world, his friend, who we kind of know, and we're just like lying out. And, um, and so it starts to feel almost normal to the point that it feels normal when like a few hours into this, he's like, hey, um, what are you guys doing tonight? I have my kid, do you guys wanna come over? And the guy's like, oh, I've got plans. And my friend had just started dating this friend of mine and I knew they had a date that night. So that's how I scored a date with the movie star because they were both like, oh, I, you, well, she didn't want to admit it. Like she was so busted because like I was like, you got plans with Charlie. And she's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So we, we write down our phone numbers because this was actually pre-smartphone. We write down our phone numbers. And he's like, yeah, I'll give you a call. And we leave. We're like, OK, cool. Oh, my fucking god. And, um, and so then like, I come home, and I obviously call everyone I know to tell them what happened to me that day. And then unknown number calling in. And I, and I pick it up and it's him, it's the fucking movie star. And then at the same moment, like a second later, my friend calls in and I know instantly the way you know these things, that he's called her first. And I was like the second choice. And do I give a fuck? No, no. And he's like, hey, so um, do you wanna, do you, just, you wanna pick up a movie and like come over? And I'm like, yeah, totally. This was pre-streaming, so I go, I go and I go to the fucking blockbuster and I, and I go to, and he gives me his address and so I walk into this, the most amazing loft you've ever seen in Venice. And um, he's like, hey, gives me like a kiss on the cheek and he's like, so what do, you, what do you feel like doing? Like as if I went there every night and we were just like figuring out, I don't know, what do you feel like doing, you know? And then this kid, his kid comes in and the kid's like five, five and he's so cute and he's like, so he, so the movie star goes. Um, so the kid's like, "Hi, I'm I'm Diego." That's not his name. I'm Diego, and um, and the movie star goes, "This is Anna," and I'm simultaneously so flattered he's remembered my name, 
and so horrified that I'm so easily flattered. And I'm like, yeah. And so the kid looks up at me and he goes, are you spending the night? I know, I know. And I'm like, um, yeah, you know, and, and the movie starts like, oh, come on, kid, don't be crazy, whatever. And he's like, where's Sam? And the kid, and the kid like yells, Sam! And this other five-year-old comes out and the movie star says, um, would you guys want to go for a walk on the beach? I know Anna really wants to. And I am like, and he goes, do you want to play ball on the beach? So I am like the least athletic person in the world, totally scarred from dodgeball as a, <laughs> as a preteen. And I'm like, yes, I totally want to play ball on the beach. And so I've like got these like amazing sho shoes, on. you know, I'm like kick the shoes off. I'm like, let's go. And so the movie star and his son are like tossing a softball back and forth. And I am, I have this beach ball and I'm playing ball. I'm like throwing a ball back and forth with Sam, the movie star's son's friend. And I'm wondering, does Sam know how uncomfortable I am? Like, I'm putting on this act and I'm like, does this five-year-old, like, why can't I be comfortable like this five-year-old? And then I'm like, and then I realized the movie star never even introduced me to Sam. And I'm like, can you be offended over not being introduced to a five-year-old? I don't know, but I think I am. And we're, and we're like throwing this ball and I'm so validated whenever he catches the ball. And then, and I'm just like, when will this end? Like, will this end? Maybe, maybe it won't. And, um, and then the movie star turns to me and he's like, his face like cracks into like one of his beautiful famous smiles and he's like, thank you. You're an angel for doing this. Like, I'm just trying to tire these kids out. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Are you kidding me? And I kind of mean it at that point because he's smiling at me and I'm like, I love this, right? And, um, and so then, so then we mercifully that ends and we go to, we, we're walking back to his loft and we stop at this pizza place and the kids go and play arcade games and I'm sitting there with the movie star and I'm still massively uncomfortable. And I don't know about you guys, but it's like my firm belief that when two people say dine together, both should participate in the conversation. Who's with me here? And normally that just happens, right? Like you say something, they say something, like you're in a conversation. This did not happen. And, and I just was like, well, I already knew everything about it. Like I, I, I'd had posters of him like when I was 12 years old. So it's like, I knew like who his parents were. I knew who he dated. I knew he dropped out of school. I knew about his arrests, you know? And so, and so there wasn't any of this like, oh, where'd you grow up kind of conversation you could have. And I'm like, but he could, um, he could ask me something, right? And so we're sitting there and he looks up at me and I'm like, He's like, and I'm like, okay, good. This is like gonna happen. He's gonna ask me something. And he like takes his index finger and he hits the table. And then he <laughs> takes his other index finger and he hits the table. And the next thing I know, he's doing a full on drum solo on the table of the pizza place, like groove into a beat in his head. And I mean, it's going on and on and on and on. And I'm just like, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. So, Mercifully, that ends too, and we're walking back, and then and then there's like a shooting star, and he grabs my hand. He's like, "Look at that!" And then I start to go, "Maybe there's paparazzi. Maybe I'm going to be in the tabloids. Wouldn't that be fun?" Didn't happen. Um, 
But we go back to his house and he, or his loft or whatever, and he puts these kids in this media room and then he brings me into this other media room and we start watching this movie. Still remember, Tia Leone was in it. Couldn't tell you what the movie was, but she was in it. And, um, and, then, and then we start making out. And, and it's awesome, right? And then, and then we're making out more, and then, and then he's like, it gets to the point where he's like kind of on top of me, right? And he kind of goes to my like jean button or whatever, and I sort of push his hand away, and then a few minutes later that happens again, and I, and I say to him, you know, um, I don't actually have like sex right away, which actually is for the most part true. And <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> I mean, because here's the thing. I may have, like, rushed right over there despite the fact that I knew he called my friend first. I might have been, like, completely sitting there, like, not having him talk to me at all. But, like, I was not going to sleep with him. I knew I would, like, beat myself up if I just, like, had sex with him. So, so he looks at me, and it's like, I think I was the very first person to ever introduce him to the idea of not fucking somebody right away. Like, he looked at me really confused, and he's like, Oh, like, so like, we would go out again, and then like, fool around more, and then like again, and then like, a, one day you sleep together, and I'm like, uh-huh, he's like, that sounds so nice. Like, I was literally the first person who had not jumped into bed with him. And, um, and then I'm just like, and he looked really like sweet, and I'm like, God, why was I so intimidated by this guy? And, and, so, and so then he says, <clears throat> he asked me if I want to spend the night. And I can, I like have trouble sleeping alone, let alone like with him. And, um, and, and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, are you sure? I mean, like the kids are up there in my bed. And I'm like, sorry? The, the kids are in, in your, your bed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Diego loves to sleep in there. And I'm like, and you want me to sleep in there with you and the kids? And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, am I? like conservative and I just learned it now? Or is the idea of sleeping in a bed with the movie star, his son and his son's friend, really fucking weird? It's weird, right? It's disturbing. And so I don't do that. And he says to me, well, and I, and I say to him, look, I know you called my friend first. Like, don't ask me why I brought that up, but I did. And, um, and he, he was, you know, he's dramatic. And so he like, took her number, the piece of paper that her number was on, and lit it on fire. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't need to do that. I'm just saying, like, I know you called her first. And, um, and then he's like, no, I'm going to write your number in a really important place. And he writes my number on a dry erase board. Which, like, the irony that, like, his most important numbers are on this thing that you clean off, like, every day. But he... He did, he like texted me and um, he actually met me at a meeting, which was super weird. And then, um, and then nothing happened. And rather than going like, oh my God, that was like a crazy life experience. Like how cool and like lucky am I? Instead, my alcoholism just like went to town and was like, just beat myself up for like, just like, you're so not worth it, whatever the fuck it. And then, then he got married like that year to a woman who looks enough like me that I have been mistaken for. She's like a normal, like a producer, not a movie star. Like literally someone was like, are you? Anyway, um, so then I used that as like evidence to beat myself up more. Like, what does she have that I don't? Everything, you know? And, um, and then I was saved by a single thought, which is like, I wonder, now it's been like 10 years and they're still married and it's like, I wonder how many 
drum solos at pizza places. That woman has endured, you know? And I don't know, but I do know that for me, the answer is zero. Thank you.